0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What the hell is up, Pelicans fans? My name is Elliot Clough, and I am your host of Believe. In the New Orleans Pelicans, we got quite an episode in front of us today. Um, and actually, <laughs> to start off on kind of a somber note, first of all, I'm sorry about that. But I am, as I'm recording this, it's actually well, it's actually my birthday. It's my 24th birthday to be exact. Um, the year that that Kobe passed away, and four years to the day that he played his last game. Um. So it's kind of crazy. Um, kind of not necessarily surreal but just just very uh, It was emotional when I found out that Kobe had passed. Um and more emo- like I'm not I'm not one to get emotional over the passing of celebrities. Um but this guy was a huge part of my childhood um i had a 24 jersey in fifth grade (laughs) kobe was a guy that i idolized no he wasn't a new orleans pelican or hornet at the time but but kobe was and is uh icon um in many ways of of hard hard work a role model and a guy who left an impact on the game like few other others can or or will. He's in that Jordan and LeBron James echelon. He's he, Kobe was everything. Kobe's the Black Mamba, Kobe is arguably the GOAT. And so with that, I'd love to pay a little bit of tribute to Kobe the best I can, which is with this podcast. Right here. And that moment is the 2000. Moment, moments. We'll say moments because it was over a seven game series, but the 2009 2010 NBA Finals. Kobe was the MVP, averaging 28.6 points per game, eight rebounds, and 3.9 assists per game. I remember this finals series like it was yesterday. Matching up with the Boston Celtics in this one, a matchup of two basketball giants in terms of franchises. Uh, the the Celtics coming off a season where they had just won the NBA title the year prior and, or excuse me, two years prior and the year before that, not even making the conference finals in the East. They fell to the Magic in the semifinals and ultimately the Magic did beat LeBron and the Cavaliers in that year's Eastern Conference Finals. So Celtics coming back from a disappointing season and that Magic Lakers final was pretty uh pretty boring if I do remember myself correctly. It uh, was 4-1 for the Lakers of clear clear Dominating performance by Los Angeles in that one. Paul Pierce was the villain over those few years. I loved Ray Allen, and I was okay with Kevin Garnett, but Paul Pierce was the villain in this time frame. Boston had a 3-2 lead and then choked in Game 6 big time. I believe they lost by like 20 to the Lakers. Scoring was so much lower at this point in time than it currently is right now, but Kobe got that fifth ring, like I said, right before the Heat took over the league Still disappointed we never got that LeBron versus Kobe Finals we all wanted, but man, what a guy in Kobe Bryant! What a series between two legendary franchises, two cornerstone franchises that the NBA has. And to re- reference New Orleans and the Pelicans, I gotta talk about Kobe in his heyday. In March of 2007, Kobe Kobe went. Four straight games, scoring 50-plus points. This is this was—Kobe went on a tear, to say the least. This was prime, prime Kobe, if we ever saw it. I tweeted about it today, too, so if you don't follow me, you should check it out, at Elliot Clef on Twitter. So Kobe dropped a 50-piece on the Pell's formerly known as the Oklahoma City excuse me Oklahoma City Hornets at the time due to the Katrina the the uh, lasting effects of Hurricane Katrina uh, the, the franchise moved to Oklahoma City for a year so uh, kind of a beta test for the thunder I guess but this was the fourth game of the four game st- stretch that Kobe went on uh, of scoring those 50 plus points in March of 2007 Kobe played 47 points minutes in this one and in that win over the hornets at the time kobe like i said 47 minutes 16 of 29 from the field 16 of 16 from the free throw line seven rebounds just one assist in classic kobe fashion but also just one turnover in in this one and and looking at the rest of the box score for the Lakers, the next highest scoring player was Lamar Odom with 15 points. This uh, and this roster from 2007 to, to the following year in 2008-2009 in when the Lakers made their return to the finals against the Celtics that year as well. There's a lot of names that were also on the next year's roster. It's just amazing the, the difference that Pal Gasol made for this franchise in such a short period of time and for the Hornets in this matchup this is this is some good days for the New Orleans franchise the Chris Paul Tyson Chandler days David West Peja Stojakovic who unfortunately didn't play in this one but uh Rajawal Butler God rest his soul um Chris Paul came in this one, scored 28 points, had 12 assists and six rebounds. 9 of 15 from the floor, Floor played 45 minutes. Tyson Chandler played 40, put up 22, and had 22 rebounds in this one. Desmond Mason putting up 10 points. Devin Brown throwing in 14 for the Hornets at the time. That's that's never going to get easy for me here. But, uh, classic classic game the the lakers did end up squeaking it out 111 to 105 in oklahoma city they made that jump in the third quarter and it was a 31 to 18 third quarter in advantage for the lakers so a good matchup and los angeles coming out victorious at the end with Kobe, you know, I figured Kobe, today would be a good as day Kobe, as any to remember Kobe, remember his Kobe, legacy. Talk a little Kobe, bit about the impact Kobe, that he had Kobe. in the league and, and some of my favorite memories of Kobe. Again, God rest his soul. One of the uh, awesome human beings to be in the NBA limelight, and would have been, would have continued to be huge for the young guys in the league, mentoring guys like Kyrie. And we see facets of his game in guys like Kyrie, in guy like guys like Devin Booker, guys like um DeMar DeRozan. We still see Kobe in today's league. And you know LeBron learned from him, you know D. Wade was part of of learning from Kobe as well. So so Kobe's still in the league today in different facets. He still is. And um he'll be remembered as the great or one of the greats for uh, the rest of the history of basketball. So rest in peace, Kobe. We love you and we miss you. Now I'm going to transition gears a little bit. I want to talk about the, Pell's adding David Griffin to the broadcast this last week. I talked a little bit about it with Duncan Smith, but it was prior to the game. So I just want to talk about some of the quotes that David Griffin had uh, and share my thoughts on, on his thoughts, basically. David Griffin, of course, being the executive VP of basketball operations for the New Orleans Pelicans. Big fan of Griff. Um, I think he was steel adding him to the front office at the beginning of this last year. And he's one of the top members of of front office. He's one of the top guys in a front office position in the NBA. I'm a huge fan of Griff. This guy has been great for the Pelicans, great for establishing culture, and he will continue to do so as long as we will have him. In New Orleans, and he's been doing a lot with the Pelicans broadcast with NOLA, uh, with, with Fox Sports New Orleans, with just the Pelicans media in general. He's joined their podcast as well, but this is the Pelicans podcast you should be listening to, but you know that by now. Um, and, and Griff is doing just a lot of great stuff for the franchise, despite the fact that we're in the middle of This pandemic, and you know, this guy is uh, also doing research for the draft coming up. You know, he's preparing for if the season does come back, he, you know, he's preparing for next season, even looking at what the plan is for. Free agents. And we'll talk about that in tomorrow's episode too, by the way. We're doing two of just me this week. I'm very excited about tomorrow's episode. And then we're going to continue to talk about Brandon Ingram, about Derek Favors, about other guys who are free agents this coming offseason. But David Griffin, we're talking about this guy right now and i want to read some quotes for you and give you my thoughts on on some of the things that he said so griff said in terms of counting this season as a success he said i would count it as a success a success much less because of the on-court results and more because of what we've been able to do off the court it's very it's fairly clear we've got really really good high character humans here the culture has changed a great deal for the better and i think players love being a part of what we're building. Griff continued saying, "We wanted to play meaningful games coming down the stretch and i think we were very clearly were in position where we were going to play meaningful games at to fill the rest of that information for you, the the Pels had a couple games coming up with the Grizzlies, teams like the Spurs. I talked about the schedule uh, a few pods ago, uh, what it looked like for the rest of the season for the Pelicans, and there were some very, very important games should the Pelicans go on to move forward in, in going to the playoffs in the 2019-2020 season. Of course, they were three and a half games back of the Grizzlies, but it was still possible. It was still possible. We were in the thick of it. It wasn't necessarily likely, but uh, the Pels definitely had a chance at getting at the playoffs. Maybe have. We'll see what happens for the rest of the, the, the league um, this season. Although, guys are, are not too hopeful as we currently sit. But, anywho, David Griffin quote. I've just, I love this guy. He, he, he's a high high quality front office guy. This was an incredibly well-timed hire for the Pelicans, and I think everyone can agree with that. I I said that already, but for emphasis. I repeat things for emphasis. Emphasis! (laughs) Plus, this is true. Considering the season started with a 6-22 record, where the Pelicans sit right now is freaking amazing. It's clear this team is full of guys that care that want to win and that weren't willing to just call it a season without zion with more than a fourth of the season gone it would have been easy to just throw it in the tank saying we're getting a lottery pick and maybe we'll lose brandon ingram we'll probably lose Derek favors we'll probably lose jj reddick but we're looking forward with our young core pelicans didn't say that this franchise continued to move forward despite that horrible record to start this season and and play that looked uncomfortable, they're just rolling. And they were rolling for a really long time. Brandon Ingram's a first-time All-Star. Lonzo could be very well considered for most improved player of the year. This team continued to fight and continued to show that they love the game of basketball, and they were not going to quit. Love Griff's quote here. Love what he's saying about the team. Love how he talks about the culture changing. And he's been integral for that as well it would have been so easy to say screw it and give up Zion you shouldn't even come back this year but the Pelicans did not do that and kind of put I mean not necessarily put Zion's health at risk but this team continued to move forward continued to win games and say we're gonna try to win and that's the type of thing that influences culture going forward this is not the Pelicans are not the Cleveland Browns Of the NBA. They're not going to continue losing and continue expecting to get good picks, expecting to make moves uh, in terms of free agency, and nothing comes to fruition. They said we want to win now so we can win in the future, and that's how you do it. More or less, honestly, looking at the Dolphins versus the Browns, the Browns were very disappointing last year, and I expect them to be successful. But Miami, what they did was say, we're going to win. Even though this this roster isn't necessarily built for winning, we're going to go out and try to win. And that's the type of thing that sets a culture. And I believe in that culture much more than we're going to tank, and then we'll be good. It's always about next year with those type of franchises. It's never about the now. And the Pelicans are about the now, and they're about the future. And I love it. I believe in this future because David Griffin believes in this future. And this is instilling hope in not just fans and broadcasters and writers, but in, but in the players. This is huge. This is why Brandon Ingram re-signs this offseason. This is why Derek Favors could come back. This is why J.J. Redick might come back. This is the type of stuff you need to hear from guys in the front office, and I love it. To continue, Griff said, We have a young group here that is exciting. We have a team that is sort of on the precipice of being very good and is just scratching the surface of what we're capable of. We're optimistic. If we're able to restart in any form or fashion that we're going to be a team that is one to be reckoned with. Hell yeah, Griff, I'm all about it. Obviously, this is a big thing. This is a young team and it is about the future. I, I just said it. They're about winning right now and that makes it also about the future. With the young core that the Pelicans have, going into this season, yes, hopes were high, but we also knew that it was about the future. And he hit it on the head. This team is on the precipice. They're right there. If the season had started at a different time or or, or if the Pelicans could bring back this roster and go into next season rolling like this, I have absolutely zero doubt that they're in the playoffs, that they're not necessarily contending with teams like the Lakers, like the Clippers ASAP, because that's just that's wishful thinking. The The Lakers have LeBron and AD and the Clippers have Kawhi and Paul George. It just doesn't make sense. Pelicans are too young. They're they're great, but they're not they're just not there yet. It's it's hopeful, but it's realistic. And it's also, we're learning now so we can be good later. We're not sitting and resting and saying, ah, well, we're going to be good later. We're, we're doing our best to improve now, learn now, and be prepared for going forward. To win forward, to win championships going forward, to win MVPs going forward, not to get number one overall picks, hopefully, in the lottery. This is an incredible culture. I love it. Griff being on these broadcasts with Fox Sports New Orleans. The the broadcast, I should say. Trajan, Langdon, and then Swin Cash joining last night, what is tonight for me as I record this. This is great stuff. This is great marketing. Gets guys like me excited and happy to cover this team more than I already am. This is awesome stuff. And I talked about that a little bit with Duncan Smith this last weekend. Um, it was Friday, um, about the adding of executives, players, coaches to broadcasts like this. We didn't go super in-depth with it. We talked about it at length, but not necessarily super in-depth as to why we thought it was a great idea. Actually, just put together an article for Hoops Habit. Hopefully, it'll be published tomorrow. I can give you updates on that as well on tomorrow's podcast that I'll be doing, which I'm very excited for. Tomorrow we're going to be talking a little bit about Frank Jackson, what his future looks like with the franchise, and then what if what if Jason Tatum was acquired by the Pelicans and not the members of the Lakers that New Orleans acquired in exchange for AD? What if it wasn't Lonzo? What if it wasn't BI? What if it wasn't Josh Hart? What if it wasn't Picks? What if we got Jason Tatum instead? What would this roster look like I'm excited to talk about that tomorrow and I've got Jordan Moore who has been with Fox Sports Primetime Boston and got his Masters in Journalism at Emerson Journalism College so this guy knows his Boston sports you can check him out on Twitter at iJordanMoore he's got over 8,000 followers very excited to have Jordan on the pod on, that'll be Thursday that he will be on. So I'm very excited to talk with him about the possibility of that happening, what he thinks that Boston would look like right now, what he thinks that the Pelicans would look like right now, had that trade come to fruition. So I'm very excited for that podcast, but I'm also excited to share my thoughts with you tomorrow on Frank Jackson and that possibility of what if Jason Tatum was acquired by the Pelicans instead. Of that young Lakers core of Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and Lonzo Ball. So that will conclude today's podcast. To get more content from me, get more content in terms of writing from me, especially to just tweets and stuff like that as well, head over to my Twitter. It's at Elliot Clough. You're going to be getting a ton of Pelicans content there. And again, you have any questions, you want to share your thoughts on something that I have mentioned on Twitter, or you just want to let me know something that you thought about this podcast or some of my writing, feel free to just at me out of the blue. Of course, you can respond to my tweets or just hashtag what the is is up as well. And while you are here, if you are on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and subscribe, leave a rate and review. That really, really helps us out. The better guests we're going to get, the better quality content we're going to be getting you, the more you, the listener, do that. You can also just subscribe or follow on platforms like Spotify and Google Podcasts as well, or Google Play, whatever you want to call it. Go ahead and go follow Believe on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can check out a plethora of other podcasts on Believe.com, or just head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening to this podcast right here. And again, I've got that article coming your way tomorrow talking about how the Pelicans have really set the standard for the rest of the league, how the rest of the league can follow this model going forward in terms of broadcast, rebroadcast with members of front office, front offices. Coaches, players, former players, etc. So hey, folks, do not forget to freaking at me on Twitter, fellas. I'm very excited to interact with all of you. I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on the Pelicans, what you're thinking right now, how we can go forward. I want to know what you want to hear from me here on this podcast. So go do it. You can leave a review and let me know what you want to hear. Just Do it. Do it! So I am Elliot Clough, and this was Believe in the New Orleans Pelicans.